1: Hello grinders and welcome to the weekend grind. I'm your host Travis Mangone here back with Bobby Five. Bobby it's been uh sounds like it's been a pretty good MLB season for you. Sounds like you're pretty close to hitting something. Uh, How's it going over there for you buddy?
2: It's been good man. I, I feel like every day I've had some pretty good sweats and um I just not quite hitting the big one but I'm coming close and off to a great start tonight in a couple lineups so it just started but Ready to, do, yeah, ready for tomorrow, ready to get into the show. I'm really loving this time of year. Just sorry my thunder are out. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah,
1: I, I was on the opposite side, Bobby. I wanted your fraud thunder I, out of there. So, uh, but it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It's been some fun on Twitter and whatnot. But the playoffs are here, man. I'm excited to watch the Celtics tonight and uh, kind of watch that game. Should be a fun one to watch. And uh, hey, we got the, the Pelicans uh, Warriors series, which I think will be a really good one too. So, uh, it's a great time of year just with all the sports going on. And I don't know, did you watch the draft, Bobby?
2: I actually didn't watch any of the draft. I just kept track of it. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is the best player in the draft. And I think that's going to be the steal. That's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, I actually thought it was a good, uh, good, good, uh, good landing spot for him. Surprisingly, not the biggest fan of him, but I thought the landing spot was good. But no one's here for that football talk. That's later on. It's uh, later on in the in the year. Let's talk about some baseball, right? People are here to win the baseball money, and uh, we're here for talking about Sunday slate. It's a nice main slate of uh, twelve games about, so uh, should be good to dive into. We're going to go game by game a little easier, I think. That way, uh, so we'll do that today for game by game. So we're going to start it off with uh, a game that I targeted a ton today I really like both sides of the ball even though there was an ace on it uh, and I think it's kind of similar here is a, a pretty good pitcher on the Red Sox side and then a really bad pitcher on the Rays side uh, you got Ryan Yorbrough I don't know how to say his name versus uh, Rick Porcello and uh, you know that Rays offense they're swinging a ton of hot bats and that Boston offense they're you know as good as always right uh, not striking out and just hitting the ball pretty well I know it's probably gonna be watered down because Mookie Betts had an injury today I uh, don't know exactly what it was but it didn't sound good I saw you know when you do like the Twitter searches, Bobby, and you see like uh, someone said torn UCL. I don't know if that's true, but uh, – Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know if it's that bad, but uh, someone said that he left the uh, left the game, so it didn't sound like it was really great for him. Again, it could be wrong, uh, but it was like some random person on Twitter said that. I haven't seen the injury, but I'm not expecting him in the lineup, so lineup could be a little bit watered down, Bobby. Uh, what's your take on this game between these two pitchers? Do you have any interest in them
2: first? Um, I think – if, for, if Porcello is a little cheaper, I could maybe make an argument. I like Faria, like in certain spots, but I just would never take a pitcher against Boston, even without Mookie, um, unless it's a really special pitcher. So probably not.
1: Oh wait, it's Faria on the mound. See, we're seeing the World of live page has the Yarborough guy, but DraftKings has Faria. You're correct. It's like a, it's conflicting. So, uh, uh, let me. I'll try and look it up real quick and see who's starting. But if Faria is there, I think it's more intriguing than the other guy. I think I'd agree with that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, but I just don't think you can play either of them. It just makes the Red Sox sack less interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that the Red Sox are just—they don't strike out a ton, right? That's kind of the problem. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't think I even care who's on the mound at that point. Again, I'm getting conflicting things here, and I'm, I can't figure it out right now. But uh, I just think either way, I'm staying away. Uh, there's an argument for K upside for a guy like Faria, a young, talented pitcher. But the problem is, is the Red Sox are—you know—if you could find if you could list, like, you know, the, the top three teams that are just, like, you'd stay away from the entire year of attacking offenses, the Red Sox would be one of them, correct? Because there's just not a lot of K upside.
2: There really isn't. Um, I just don't – there, there's, like, three or four teams I don't take pitchers against. Maybe five even, actually. But – and the Red Sox are right near the top of the list. Like, it would take – I played, like – I would play, like, a guy like Otani or something, even though he got shelled last time. But, I, I you know, you need to be, like, a really high K upside pitcher and one of bets or – Nunez would have to be out of the lineup probably because they just don't never strike out.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I think I'm staying away of uh, Faria again. I like the I like the talent, but not the matchup. I'll stay away. Porcel is just a guy. I never really and Hey, the Rays are swinging hot bats, Bobby. Uh, I, I'm one of those guys when I do know that a team is swinging a pretty hot stick. I kind of just tend to stay away. And uh, I know normally a Razor team that we could obviously target, but I think it's fine just to stay away. And uh, Porcel is not a guy that you know you're worried about ever breaking the slate or anything like that. And at that price, I think it's just fine, right? I don't need to be paying uh, 10-3 for Rick Porcel. So I'm gonna stay away from these. Pitchers, how about you?
2: Yeah, I, I'm just not going to play either of them for sure.
1: All okay, right, what about the hitters, right? That's the other thing. Like, uh, I think the Red Sox are intriguing guys you can obviously target uh, you know, say that that Yarborough guy, the lefty is in there. Of course he's interesting. Even like against a guy like JD Martinez, I would love to get JD Martinez in that spot, even against Faria, I think JD interesting. So that's a guy that kind of sticks out to me. I know he's been struggling a little bit, but I like him a little Hanley. So I don't mind maybe a mini stack of this, but this is not a game that I'm uh, completely in love with. And I think it's uh one I could easily just skip over.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I just don't want any, I, I really don't think I'm going to take any pieces of this game hardly tomorrow unless like, I don't know. As of right now, I just can't find a spot that I really would target here.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. It, it Just the only thing I'd probably do is maybe a J.D. Martinez as a one-off, and then I'll just move on. So uh, let's go to the next game, though. This is a game that's been uh, fun to target in DFS the past couple days. People have been all over it. Uh, Detroit Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles. we got Daniel Norris against Kevin Gaussman, uh, you know, nine-run total. we got the Orioles with almost a five total right now. Uh, what's your take on this game? I'm sure you're not on the pitchers, uh, but what's your take on Gaussman, I guess, first? Because I know you're not playing Daniel
2: I'll definitely play Gaussman. I'm, I'm all over this play. Like this is going to be one of, one of my, one of my cheap pitchers of the day. Um, I just think that there's like, he's much better than people give him credit for. Um, he's, you know, in his last time out against Cleveland, I, I played him a lot. Cause he was 5,800 and I think he was like 3% owned and he put up 25 fantasy points like against Cleveland. Um, he had seven K's in eight innings. They really let him go he threw 107 pitches, started in, an inning, started the, eighth inning with 98 pitches I believe um came back out on the mound so I really think that Detroit is a I think that they're they're gonna prove to be more of a boom bust offense they did do, they don't strike out as much as you'd like but Gaussman has good enough stuff where I think he he definitely has upside I'm gonna play a lot of Gaussman but I also don't mind if you're not playing him a maybe a little mini stack of Detroit as well as a Baltimore of course
1: yeah, I, I kind of like Gaussman. Like, I didn't realize he was 6800 That price tag is insane. And, I mean, he kind of maybe gets lost in the shuffle because there's just a lot of pitchers tomorrow, and you kind of scroll through, and he's just like, it's surprising to see him down there at the $6,800 price tag. So uh, I like Gaussman here. I think he's someone that I'm going to have some interest in uh you know some of the some of the guys that you are scared of right uh, are, are the righties in this lineup so Gaussman obviously has an advantage there I think Gausman's interesting someone that I think is a good tournament target and I think you're uh, onto something there Bobby uh, a pretty good play to obviously have some interest in on the Orioles side of the ball I'm definitely interested in some of these bats give me some Trey Mancini some Machado Adam Jones Valencia against this lefty I think those are guys are interesting options and even whoever gets that two hole two hole spot uh, I don't know who it is uh, every day. I think it's Jace Peterson right now because he's having swing on the hot stick, but uh, I think these Orioles uh, are a really interesting stack tomorrow. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, they're going to be like chalkier than they probably should be. They still don't have a lot of guys with great track records against lefties. And the ones they do are guys like Valencia, who I think you can play like at, you know, low ownership, who's cheap, but they, you know, unfortunately takes up a third base spot on DK, but I like him against lefties. I like Machado a ton, but he's going to be mega chalk. So I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely gonna have pieces of it. I just don't know if I'm gonna fully stack it. Like Jones is still better against righties. Mancini is much better against righties. Um, it, you know, then you've got the lefties who are better against righties, obviously uh, in Davis and Alvarez, if they were to play, like, I just feel like I'm probably just Davis, I guess. But um I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a little more popular than I want to go for, even though I'm definitely going to have pieces of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely trending upward uh, in the ownership department and definitely hitting better bats. So, But it's a 12-game slate, Bobby. I don't know. When they hit 12-game slates, I kind of start throwing ownership out the window. So uh, I don't know. I think I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm down, down to the roster of these guys. I'm, I think they're going to be part of my uh, you know uh, stacks to consider list, I would say. Uh, is that about it for this game though Bobby Uh, I know you're big Mancini fans it's a spot for him you're always pretty good at whispering him do you like him in this spot
2: I like him if he gets to the bullpen I just I mean his numbers are staggering against righties um, and not not so much against lefties overall for his career so um, that's where I'm at with uh, I'm not going to play him a ton tomorrow but I you know I'll probably have a few shares because he's cheap and if they do get into the bullpen that's what makes this game appealing both these bullpens are terrible Um, that as a game stack I sort of like that aspect maybe i'll do that and um in some some tournaments um even though i i, I don't think i'm going to just stack one side though i'm probably just gonna take pieces and then maybe have one game stack
1: yeah i, I think that's perfectly fine let's go to the next game, bob we got the texas rangers toronto blue jays this is a nine total and uh you know again, we see the blue jays with a five point four run total uh, and they had bartolo clone they were supposed to blow up yesterday and they didn't really blow up uh now you got martin Perez today bobby what are you doing with the uh, blue jays today against martin Perez?
2: I think that you should be playing them. Um, I, I, I know it's not like – I don't think I'm going to go like full stack. I, I think TSGR Hernandez is legit, and i want to play him no matter what. Uh, assuming Guriel's in the lineup again tomorrow, um, I'm definitely going to play him because no one will play him, and I actually believe in this kid too. So uh, they're cheap enough where actually the stack is so tempting, and they'll be pretty po- – I mean, I think they'll be popular again, even though they didn't hit Cologne today. I just – maybe not on this 12-game slate.
1: They're just too cheap, man. They like, are too cheap. I, I, I'll say this, Bobby. I made it, I was making a team yesterday, like my first look team, right? And I, I jammed in, you know, uh, I jammed in like, you know, pretty high tier pitchers and I easily got them in there. So they seem like the cheap stack that people will gravitate to, especially uh, maybe even they, they work for like a double pay option, right? Like uh, you could probably make a Garrett Cole and a, a Robbie Ray or a Garrett Cole, and a, uh, you know, uh, Gio Gonzalez work. I'm not saying I want to play those guys, but I'm just saying, I think if you want to double play up a pitcher on a site like DraftKings, I think you can make it work. So uh, I think you're right about that. Like, I love Justin Smoke. I think you brought up a great point about Hernandez. Uh, you get Steve Pierce at the top of the lefty. It's just like all these guys in this lineup, they're going to be really right he- righty heavy. I think it's a really great play.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's really – they're just <sighs> – yeah, I, 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 I'm i totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where I can just say the one through nine I like a ton. Like, I think Diaz, if he's in there, a nice wraparound stack, he's been showing a lot of pop. One thing I like about uh, a team like the Blue Jays whenever I roster them is when they have a guy like Russell Martin, and I hate rostering the catcher position, right? Uh, I can just throw him in in my stack of my five guys I'm making, and it just helps, uh, you know, fill out a, a position that I don't really like to play, so. Uh, Russell Martin
2: has been staggeringly bad against lefties for like two years, though. That is a little bit concerning. Well, he I that's interesting. Really, I, yeah, I didn't been, know that he was hitting like once I think he, in the last two years, like coming into this year, he was hitting like 160 with one home run in the last two years or something crazy. But he did I, hit a couple this year, or one or two off of lefties this year.
1: Yeah, that's interesting No, I know this lineup is deep enough where I don't think we, – we definitely don't have to do it, but like you said, it's like one of those things that I'm like – not. it sounds lazy to say. Uh, I always say this, but I'm just like, I hate the catcher position, Bobby. Like, I just want to throw in whoever fits my stack and kind of move on if I can. Yeah. And, you know, I normally do that, and I didn't think and do it today. Instead, I was like, oh, Salvador Perez, way better runoff, uh, a one-off play. And uh, I should have played Mitch Garver instead of my twin stack, so – of course, because he's the guy Homer. You know what I mean. But uh, that's kind of how I like to play catcher normally. I don't. I try not to get cute and figure it out with the catcher position because it's uh, unless there's just like a, an absolute like perfect matchup spot that I'm all in love with. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I I, I want to mention something about Mancini real quick just because I did. He his numbers. I want. I meant his power numbers are better against righties, not not against lefties. Um, his overall numbers are good against both. I just wanted to go backtrack to that because I didn't want to get caught up on getting the wrong numbers out there, but he is better power wise against righties and, very good against both lefties and righties as a, just an all-around
1: hitter. Yeah, that's good to know. And we're, and we're rostering first power, right? Uh, and especially, yeah. I love rostering against righties too. Like, the other day on Friday, I thought he was a really sharp play. I mean, a lot of people were on him, but I thought he was a fantastic play, obviously, against a, a bad righty, and you, you want him against those uh, bad righties when you can. of know it's a lefty there in, in Liriano, but how long is Liriano going to be in there, right? That guy can get pretty wild. I mean, get that bullpen. So, uh, yeah, good good call on that. Uh, what about the Rangers bats against J.A. Happ? I mean, J.A. Happ is a pretty decent pitcher. I, I I'm not a guy that I mean, loved to, loved the to target hap too much. What's your take on JA hap or the Texas bats?
2: I actually think you could play hap. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, strikeout upside against the Rangers, right? They they strike out a ton. Yeah. I know that they're really boom bust. I think it's not a bad route to go.
2: Look at the teams. I mean, hap just he dominated the. He dominated Boston. He he didn't pitch terribly on opening day against New York, even though he didn't pitch great. He did, you know, he got a few K five K still, but. Um, like, he's been, I mean, he really, those two teams stand out particularly, but, like, he's been really good this year, and he's got 30 fantasy point upside. Like, you know, he's, he's a good play. Like, I, I think he's probably going to get completely lost in the shuffle, and I just feel like it's it's a fairly safe play with a lot of upside. I don't think there's a huge amount of risk in this Texas lineup.
1: Yeah he he feels like a nice like uh high floor uh like or I'd say like good floor like nice ceiling like it's maybe not the best ceiling on the slate but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's there and I think there's a nice floor there you feel like you're not going to be absolutely burned by him so uh obviously it's baseball and it can happen but I, I I feel like he's he's not that bad of a play uh price tag is up though right uh, 9200 it feels expensive but uh, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting and someone that I'm definitely going to consider on this slate. Uh, anything else here? Like I don't think I'm playing any Texas bats. Correct. It just doesn't seem like the right the right slate for it.
2: No, I I think it's just not the right. Like I just I can't find anything that I would like. If if I ever attack hap, it would be with like two or something. Actually, yeah. I would rather a lefty than a righty. So that's probably yeah. the only guy I'd consider.
1: 12 game slate uh, better spots to go right we can't talk about everyone so we got to cross some stuff off and I like when we can do yep. that so we'll cross off the Rangers bats let's move on to the next game though we got an eight run total here Colorado Rockies At the Miami Marlins, we got Chad Bettis against Caleb Smith. Uh, A battle of not so many great pitchers here. Uh, Obviously, the pitcher's park, though. What are you kind of doing with this game? Because it seems like pitchers that we'd want to target, but uh, seeing an eight-run total has me a little confused. You would think it'd be a little higher, but I don't know. I just don't think this is a game I have a lot of interest in, but I feel like I should because these pitchers aren't great.
2: Yeah, I'm uh... (laughs) – Bettis has been better this year, but, like, no way you can even think about him at this price anyway. Like – and I just, I don't know the Marlins has been a little bit, I just don't think you can play the, the, either of these pitchers. And I don't think that I'm interested in either of the lineups. Wait, we have Strayley in as the pitcher tomorrow on DraftKings.
1: Uh, let me see. I, sorry. Yeah, so we're doing a little no. earlier. So things are, yeah, I see. I see Strayley on DraftKings. We had this issue uh, last night with Grant too. And uh, we didn't get the pitcher until like the day of, we had, we had the issue with the White Sox and we had it with Wei-Yin Chen. We didn't get it until the
2: day. So I, I think uh. you're right though. Cause it says he's going to, it's expected to make his debut on Monday against the Phillies. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Um, I mean, I I think it's Caleb Smith. The reason why is that Smith was supposed to pitch, on saturday and then Wei and chen came back so i think that bumped it uh you know all around so i think smith should be because it would make no sense to bump straley up to sunday and then bring smith to monday so i believe Caleb smith would be in there so uh like obviously arenado always against a lefty i think is interesting but i don't know again this feels like another game where i'm just kind of want to cross it off and move on i think the only thing i'll do is maybe because it's a lefty uh arenado just story. cut out there for a
2: second
1: oh uh, you there bobby you hear me Bobby, can you hear me? Uh, I think we lost Bobby for a second, but uh, hopefully he can get back in here uh, shortly. But uh, kind of what I was saying with that was, Ah uh, Arenado, he is definitely someone that uh, we can look to obviously play here uh, I, against. You know, against the lefty and Caleb Smith is someone that we have to have to like. Uh, t- Trevor Story, he's someone that I'm definitely going to have some interest in too. Uh, Trevor Story is a guy that uh, against lefties I always like the roster, but other than that, you know, Justin Bohr, he got scratched. I won't play him against Chad Bettis. i Think that's something that's obviously uh, going to be a little bit concerning. Uh, don't know. What, how he's actually feeling health-wise. So uh, this is a game that I think I'm just going to cross off at this time. All right, I got Bobby back here. Uh, I kind of wrapped up the last game with the the, uh, Miami and the Rockies game, Bobby. uh, It just kind of basically said Arenado's story, and then maybe Bor if he's in. But problem is Bor got scratched today, so I'm a little worried about that. You want to just move on? I think, again, pretty big slate where I don't think we have to worry about this game too much.
2: Uh, Agree? Totally agree
1: all right on to the next one we got the seattle mariners and the cleveland indians and man did you see what they did today bobby they hit they hit Carlos carrasco pretty hard uh Mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy uh it's so funny i did a show with josh cole and we were just like i think he mentioned and i hadn't heard anyone mention this in so long he was like man carrasco has been the safest guy like in in the world right he hasn't been been the blow pitcher he's been in so long (laughs) and then of course what he did today he blew up right uh but on this game we got marco gonzalez and josh tomlin this is the nine total here in cleveland do you have any interest in these guys i think this is a decent uh, spot to target some hitters
2: yeah it's probably okay i'm not like in love with it as much as i think other people are going to be i oh i I definitely love the cleveland side of it but i'm not going to jump on seattle quite as hard i don't think like tomlin can get hit at times but i mean i guess their bullpen is getting worn out today and there's no miller in the bullpen anymore it's just not not a team i love to target against exactly i think i'm more interested in the cleveland stack though overall
1: Yeah. I think if you forced me to pick out like the Cleveland stack more, I mean, they've been, they've been swinging pretty good bats and, I kind of like their stack. They're, they're expensive. People don't really want to pay up for them. And uh, I like some of these guys here, right? The Jose Ramirez, Lindor, uh, and even Michael Brantley, he still hits lefties pretty decently. So uh, I kind of like the Cleveland side, if you force me to pick one. Uh, I, I don't know if I like a lot of these guys in cash. It might just be a little overpriced for my liking, and they're tough to fit in. But I feel like they're a contrarian stack that you could pay up for. Again, they're not like uh, – they're one of those stacks that I feel like I – put on my list to consider, but then they end up falling out, right? They end up on the outside looking in. That's what it sounds like maybe happens. So uh, if someone likes Cleveland, I wouldn't want to talk them off it, but it's something I probably don't end up doing. Uh, what about you? Do you think they're a team that makes the core of your stacks?
2: Cleveland for sure. Um, I'll be all over them tomorrow. They, they're always like a lower owned than they should be partly because the prices are so high. But oh, yeah. I just, I love this Cleveland. I'll take even Kipnis against the lefty. I don't even mind. Um, even though he's been pretty terrible. Um, I, I, I just like every – I mean, I like everybody in the lineup, but don't leave Jose Ramirez out of here. and uh, Incarnacion obviously. Um, you got This team is just going to crush left-handed pitching for the most part. They'll have some down games, too, where they can sometimes have some, you know, Ks, but, like, this is going to be a spot where I think they're just going to crush, and I don't believe in Seattle's bullpen either. So I'm going to load up a bunch of Cleveland. I think they're going to be one of my favorite stacks of the day.
1: Yeah, uh, that hey, that sounds good. If you're getting that standard approval, maybe I need to get a little more on them uh, here. Uh, what about Josh Tomlin? I know I don't think I'm playing the Mariners. I, I don't like playing the Mariners that much. Uh, they're 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 fine, but uh, I don't know. It just does seem like the best spot for them against Josh Tomlin. Uh, would you agree? Maybe just stay away from the Mariners and Josh Tomlin. I don't really want to pitch him either. Would you agree? With just kind of staying away all around.
2: Yeah, I'll probably take like I'll play a little bit. I'll play an Olson Cruz here and there. I'll play Cano. Here and there, um, but that's probably it. Maybe maybe I'll play a lineup or two with Seeger, but that's. I, I think it's okay to take a little piece here and there. I just don't think I'm going to be stacking them at all.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds fine to me. Uh, let's go to the next team at the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. This is uh, eight and a half total. And uh, Brandon McCarthy versus Vincent Velasquez. And uh, this is tough for me. Like, I love Vincent Velasquez. He's a pitcher that I, I love to target. But against the Braves, if he doesn't strike out a ton, I'll probably stay away. I like Vincent Velasquez in those spots against teams like the Rays, right, where there's much strikeout upside. Or uh, a team like the Orioles. Uh, it just doesn't seem like there's enough K upside for me against the Braves. So I'll probably stay away from Velasquez. But on the opposite side, I'm not a big Brandon McCarthy fan. I think we could take advantage of him with a lot of these lefties here so uh what's your take on going with uh you know some of these Phillies bats and what's your I guess what's your take on the fi- pitchers as well
2: Philly is another stack that I like a lot I'm not going to play those pitchers I don't play righties against Atlanta for the most part unless even if their name shares are actually so pretty much I just don't play righties against Atlanta um unless it's a really special occasion but uh this is not a it's not a spot where I want any of the pitching but I definitely like this the Philly stack um this, this is just a team that has like a they're going to have like 20 run games. They just have a ton of pop in their lineup. And I like it one through eight. Like I really do like everybody. Mostly though, I don't think I'll play Hernandez. I think it'll be more, uh, I'll play more Santana, Herrera, Hoskins, um, Alfaro even uh, as a catcher. Like if we're going to, if I'm going to be doing a sack, Um, if Crawford was a little higher in the order, maybe even Altair, but like, I just really think that it's a good spot. You can attack against uh, McCarthy and this Braves team.
1: Oh yeah. So I love this stack today. I mean, this is one I think I'm definitely gonna get a lot of exposure to, uh, the Phillies. I mean, they're just in too good of a spot. Uh, just things that jump out, right? Like Brandon McCarthy, uh, he's a guy that stolen base wise can struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. if you just look, uh, he pitched, uh, I think 200 innings in 2014 gave up 17 stolen bases Uh, in 40 innings he gave up 6 and then like in uh, what's this right here Uh, 92.2 he gave up 10 and behind the plate we got some really bad uh, you know catchers at at, uh, holding runners on uh, with the Braves they're just really not good at it between Suzuki and Flowers so I think this is a great stolen base upside spot for some of these guys like if you look at a guy like Kingery right Uh, Cesar Hernandez even Abdul Herrera I think there's just a lot of upside for these guys for stolen bases I love when I can get a matchup against a pitcher I don't like and I also have stolen base upside because it feels like I just have a lot of outs right I have the home run outs I have the uh I had the stolen base out. Just ways to get uh, get points and generate uh, you know runs. So I, I really like this Philly stack. I, I agree with you, right? Like one through eight, I'm going to be all over it. I think it's going to be one of my uh, one of my favorite stacks of the day. I think Carlos Santana on DraftKings, right? 3600. That's just insane for him, right? We get mm-hmm. Kingery at 36, Franco at 3400. Uh, I mean Hoskins, of course, I'll pay up for him all the time at 4900. Herrera's only 3900. Uh, it just seems like really good prices. Nick Williams, if he's in the lineup at 3K, I like this Philly stack a ton. And, uh, I'm all over them so I'm in agreeance with you there uh Velasquez right it just feels like you know I don't want to play Velasquez and I don't want to you know target the Braves there like maybe Freddie Freeman is a one-off because hey he's Freddie Freeman and he's really good but uh that's kind of it for this game for me uh are you in agreement there
2: mm-hmm.
1: all right yeah I-, I love hearing that you're all the- all over these Phillies because at the start of the year there were two teams Bobby that I was like I'm gonna play a lot of to start out the year and it was the Phillies and it was the Angels so uh glad to hear that you're uh you're also that, all over. that's this
2: exactly what I thought coming into this year too and I told everybody I could the same yeah. thing so I'm with you on that I
1: I literally I I, I stopped doing it recently just because I forgot to but uh, I, I my, my my thing I said was I'm gonna play an angel stack every single day for like the next uh, you know two months of the season and like even like wonky slates like random three game slates that like on a Sunday the four o'clock slate like if the angels are on it I still just play it and play an angel yeah. stack uh, <laughs> if I can I forgot to a couple times this week but but luckily it didn't burn me but uh, I need to get back on that train but uh, let's go to the next game at Arizona Diamondbacks and Washington Nationals this has two pretty talented lefties here a guy like Joe Gonzalez who last season was not the blow-up guy was not really a guy that we worried about too much it wasn't really a problem I know most DFSers are like oh Gio Gonzalez just uh very very worried about rostering him And he's been okay this year doesn't seem like he's absolutely burned you and then we got Robbie Brand, the opposite side who uh man he is lights out he's one of those guys when he's on he is on gets a ton of uh, K upside but the problem is he gets hit really hard and uh, this national team is a lineup that I get scared of at times uh, I'm not really scared of the current lineup where the way it is but uh, what's your take on this game with between Robbie Ray and Gio Gonzalez
2: um, I think you play Goldschmidt <laughs> and you don't play the I, I don't think I'm gonna play I think I'd play Robbie Ray just because the upside and this Washington lineup is not the same um, even though they've had some decent days like it's they're definitely not the same without with all those guys out without Rendon without. So I think you can play Robbie Ray. I don't think you can play Gio. I definitely want to play Goldschmidt. Um, I don't mind him as a one off. I don't mind playing him and Pollock together. I, just the guys are just I say it all the time they just absolutely crush left-handed pitching uh Chris Owens actually you could play uh if you wanted to do a little mini stack I don't I don't know that I'd want to get into stacking against you on this slate but I do like those guys uh power upside versus lefties a lot and even Nick Ahmed like maybe you don't play them all together but you could spread them out I don't think that any of them are bad plays um individually I really actually like Goldschmidt and Pollock especially
1: yeah, and, and like th- this lineup is not the same, right? Of course, the top, right? Trey Turner, Zimmerman, Harper, Kendrick, obviously a little bit scary, but then the bottom, Taylor, Sierra, Sanchez, and Severino. If you look at the K percentages, Taylor, uh, you know, him against lefties, uh, 32.3%. Sierra, 35.3%. Uh, Sanchez, 136 And then Severino, 33.3%. Uh, obviously, the plate appearances are kind of low because these guys don't have a lot of uh, data here. I know I tried to use the 2017 or 2018 seasons in the plate IQ, but uh, obviously something to check out and they're in the red. Uh it's just this bottom of the order is really ugly and it's something that we can target. I like Robbie Ray a lot in tournaments. I think he becomes sort of cash viable, but it is scary. Uh, it's definitely one of those things where you have to be willing in your cash games you have to be one of those guys that's willing to kind of embrace more risk when you build it uh and really just are interested in targeting K's. So uh I think Robbie Ray is a very interesting play on this slate and love him in tournament format. I think there's a ton of upside. And uh his price it, it is it is expensive but uh you know it's not the most expensive on this late ten six is still I think pretty fair. So uh I like mm-hmm. Robbie Ray as well. Uh I, I, I get the Goldschmidt thing. I don't know why he was out of the lineup. I think it was just a day off. Uh mm-hmm. so if he is in there, I think against the lefty always have interest. And then uh yeah, I guess if you force me, like say you force me to pick a nationals bat, I like uh, I guess maybe like a Zimmerman or even like a Kendrick if you think the position's rough. But uh, I played Kendrick on like the three-game slate against uh, Corbin or whatever kind of slate it was against Corbin. I think it was a four-game slate on FanDuel. That was because the second-base position was so bad. This is a, a day where I think the second-base second base position isn't bad. So I don't think we need to mess around with that. Uh, just uh, keep it simple with Robbie Ray and Goldschmidt move on to the next one
2: yeah uh that's pretty much it i, I still want to just emphasize that pollock is an excellent play though
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he he was he was someone i was thinking of being all over today and i didn't end up on him uh but he was uh he was a very good play today for sure uh let's look at the next game uh st louis cardinals pittsburgh pirates this is uh a eight and a half total we got luke weaver who uh, is a guy I, I typically like he's been struggling a little bit this year and then we got nick kingham uh it looks like is on the mat i don't know if you're seeing different bobby but no, that's uh, what I've
2: got there.
1: yeah uh What's your take on these pitchers here? Any interest in these guys?
2: Um, no interest in the. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna play. We, ah, uh, dude, I'm struggling with it. Let me just double check his prices here.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll just say no, this.
2: No not at this price.
1: Yeah. He's too, he's too much. Uh, that's what I think. 8,300. And like, I'm someone that I I feel like I'm trying to like make Luke Weaver more a thing than it is. Uh, I just, I loved him last year and he was pretty good and he's been struggling recently and I'm just going to stay away and uh, wait for him to maybe kind of work some things out. And the Pirates is not a team that we typically like to target. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're that great of a lineup, but I don't, there's not a ton of K upside there. I know it's a good ballpark, but I think, again, uh, this is a game that I might just stay away from. And it sounds like we don't like any offenses today for a lot we say, said, but they're, they're coming. They're, there's going to be some good spots coming up here <laughs> that we like. But uh, I don't like him a lot. But I do have interest on the opposite side. I kind of want to attack this Nick Kingham guy. I like this Cardinals offense. I know the ballpark's not great, but going guys like Matt Carpenter, Pham, uh, Martinez, Ozuna, Fowler, I really think this Cardinals offense is in play here. What's your take on uh, some of these
2: Cardinals bats? I'm passing. I'm not going to play um... – like individually I think they're all fine but I'm just not gonna I'm crossing this one off it's a bad hitters park the Baltimore offense is weird like it's better than it was there's more pop in it but I don't really want to stack them up on this slate as a team in Pittsburgh like I just it's just not where I'm gonna where I'm gonna play I I'm not gonna play any hitters in this game for the most part um maybe a few one-offs here and there if if the pricing works out but Like I feel like everyone's fine. I'm just not gonna. I'm just prioritizing the the stacks that I like.
1: Yeah, I get it. I I think they're interesting. They're one of those again, like might just fall out of the consideration. But I like Matt Carpenter specifically at 3,500 batting first. I think he's a really good cash game value play that I would have a lot of interest in. And uh, like a Dexter Fowler too. I like him. He's always got a pretty nice price. So uh, that's about it. Though let's move on to the next game. And this is a game that uh, yeah, there's going to be a pretty chalky offense. One that we're going to be getting a lot of exposure to. I think. We got uh, Tyler Mallet against Jose Berrios, and uh, I think it's all twins here, right? Nine total. Twins of the total at 5.19. Uh, against the Reds, of have a 3.181, and it just seems like it's all twins here, right? You want to load up on the pitcher and load up on the bats?
2: Yeah. Why is the total so high for the Reds? Uh, 3.81. Like 3.3 or something, or 3.2. Berrios like, is good. I know reds are
1: reds are playing a little better. I think, I think that's something you're going to see trend downward from 3.81 and it might end at 3.5. That's my guess. Uh, I think it'll end up trending downward. Uh, but yeah, it is, it does seem like it opened a little higher, but maybe because just the way the series uh, started out so hot, uh, you know, the reds putting up nine runs, maybe they worried a little bit about that, but uh, yeah, I, I like Barrios. Uh, his price is it's up there, right? It's it's a little expensive at 11.9, but this, reds offense is not a good offense i guess let's just kind of talk about it now like at the top garrett cole jose barrios who you got are you going barrios over cole
2: yes uh, uh i don't know like i think i would go barrios over cole I, I really i mean this is a cincinnati offense they may have gone crazy the day but i i had no problem rostering uh what's it called against them today like uh, i actually played uh in the, my 444 lineups um What's his name? Uh, the pitcher who started for Minnesota today, uh, Odorizzi. Oh, yeah, um, Odorizzi, yeah. So I, I don't mind attacking Cincinnati. Like, I think that Berrios is expensive, but, like, he's actually flashed, like, major, major upside. Obviously, Cole's got upside, too, and he's been striking out more guys, but he's faced some soft lineups. Oakland can can be a boom-bust team. I think it's actually a scarier matchup than people might think. So I guess I would prefer Berrios. I think Berrios is the guy who I would pay up for. Just as – I don't know that you need – need to pay up, but I do think that he's probably the, the one who I'm most interested in at the top.
1: Yeah, I kind of think, like, Cole ends up being the cash guy just because, like, you look at the game log and you're just like, how, how do I argue with what he's yeah. done? It's, it's been yeah. incredible. Uh, in tournaments, though, I think Berrios is a nice pivot. If I could pay up for both, I'd try to, but I don't know if I'd be able to Honestly, It seems really tough to be able to make that work. But uh, Berrios, uh, I think he's a nice uh, pivot off of Cole. I like the upside here. And one thing that's that should go noted about that Twins Park is – uh, it, it's hard as a lefty to hit that out of the park. That that left-handed uh, side is is the is the harder part, right? The right field is where you really kind of bang a lot of those home runs out, and where the uh, power is for those guys. So that'll obviously help a guy like Barris when you got guys in there like Joey Votto, who's like the strongest bat that you worry about. So. Uh, and I think Barrios—that's the one thing with Vado now. Like he just doesn't have any protection, and Barrios can find his way to pitch around and really just feast on some of these guys. Uh, you know, towards the bottom of the lineup, you know, uh, Billy Hamilton, uh, Barnhart, Chebler—all all some of these guys. Uh, even Peraza, right? Ready, right. thats going to be a tough spot for Ali like Peraza. But uh, yeah, I think Barrios is an interesting turn option that has a, a ton of upside. We've seen him flash it, so uh, I like him on the twin side of the ball, though. Uh, man, against Malay, this seems like a. A group of guys you definitely want to target. Miguel Sano wasn't in the lineup today, but I think he'll be in again. And I think going Dozier and Sano and then all these cheap lefties, even Joe Maurer, who's cheap. I know Ross is the first base spot, but I wouldn't hate that in a stack. Eddie Rosario, Logan Morrison, he's starting to actually hit the ball a little better. Uh, Max Kepler, Grossman for cheap. Uh, I just think all these twins, like it's similar like the Blue Jays, right? One through nine, they seem all in play.
2: Yeah, I I really, really agree that they're all in play other than Joe Maurer. I'm not going to use a first base slot on Joe Mauer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I,
1: I, I think it's the wrong slate for uh, Joe Mauer. I think on like small I slates, I can get behind like, it.
2: Yeah, maybe like a three or four game slate like for me. that Even that, I probably wouldn't still play him there.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind him as much as you 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 do. He's definitely turned around a little bit this year, but uh, I I've I've gotten the good Joe Maurer this year surprisingly. Uh, so I'm I'm a little biased so loaded. far. He's yeah, first loaded. yeah, exactly right. Like, would you rather, like? Here's here's the fun one. Uh, like, I'm about to look up Joe Mauer's price. Hey, would you rather play a 3,400 Joe Mauer or uh, Carlos Santana for thirty six hundred? Like, give me Carlos rather Santana rather, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a hundred percent, like Carlos Santana. So uh, yeah. I'll do that instead. Uh, Any other guys on the Twins uh, you have interest in? Like anyone stick out specifically that you really want to talk about?
2: I'll definitely stack the Twins a couple times a number of ways. I think the Reds – or if you get to the early bullpen is garbage. They've got some better guys at the back back cart. But um, I would take – I like the Dozier, Sano, Rosario, Escobar stack, actually, to not use an outfield spot, or Kepler and Escobar. I like Escobar because I don't want to use that, you know, that outfield spot if I can help it, and I I don't mind – using treating shortstop, you know, as a part of my stack and Escobar's got upside for power and speed. So I actually really like that. Uh, this twin stack, the twins have made me more money over the years than any team. And I always have like a soft spot for them. So my first really, really big win ever in DFS was from the twins. So I'm always going to be looking at these guys. And I sort of like that stack again today.
1: Yeah, we all we all have those guys. Two of mine are, are yours, Monty Grandal and Justin Upton. Uh so they're on like two of my biggest MLB wins. Uh both on the same team, surprisingly. So uh yeah, we all have those guys that have a little soft spot for us. And I the twins have done me well too. I have no uh no problem with them. I can't wait for August to come when Brian Dozier hits the ball like a million miles again, like he always does every August, it seems like. But yep. uh like like the twins here, I think they're gonna be an offense that I target in my cash games a ton and is uh is a tournament play that uh I mean, I think they're gonna get a little bit of ownership, but again, it's twelve games late. I'm gonna throw ownership out the window and just not worry about it and find ways to make my team different. If I really worry, if I'm really worried about ownership, I can find ways to make it different uh, and be okay with it. So uh, I did it on this slate, right? I played Brian McCann at three point six percent. That that right there made me different enough, and I, you can find ways to do it uh, by stacking, and that's something I recommend doing because sometimes I think we talk ourselves out of plays that we don't want to. Uh, anything else in this game, or do you want to go to the next one? Let's move on. All right, Oakland Athletics, Houston Astros, and we talked about Garrett Cole a little bit, but we can talk about him again. He's going up against Trevor Cahill. Uh, I guess at the top, Garrett Cole, is he, I said, I know you said you like Barrios a little more. I'm sure you like Cole too, though, uh, but what's your take on Cole?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, Cole's got upside too, Like, and he's obviously been consistent. I just feel like it's a lot to ask for, and I have a little bit of a preference towards Barrios. I actually like that matchup better. There, offense doesn't scare me as much as the A's does, even though the A's have a lot of potential K's in there um I also think that I mean Garrett Cole like in the tougher matchups, has been good but hasn't been like phenomenal for you know for the price uh I I think that I'm gonna probably pass mostly on Cole tomorrow to be honest or today I should say whenever you guys are listening um but I I get it like and I think I understand it for cash I just don't think they're I don't think I'm gonna spend this price for him I'm even Barrios. I'm starting to consider just because they're not like I don't know. You just don't need to get them in. If you feel really good about your cheap stack and you want to play the blue Jays or something, then fine. But if you really like a stack, I wouldn't sacrifice it to pay up these huge asking prices. You could even go down to Robbie Ray who might outperform both these guys. Like, I don't know. And even Hap, like could, it could end up with more fantasy points than these guys. I just feel like there's a lot of places you can, that are options you can pay down. I love paying down for Gaussman. So I'm not prioritizing Cole as much as most people are going to.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing cash, I'm probably prioritizing Cole, but in tournaments I get the idea of being off him. He's just he's really expensive. And it seems like the bats are king just in tournaments in general. They're they're bats you wanna you rather get in bats than in the pitching. And the one thing to mention with Oakland, before you like roster Cole, you have to always see what Oakland's lineup in. I always feel like whenever you're rostering a pitcher against them, you have to see what lineup they roll up. Because they're very good at getting really lefty or righty heavy, depending on the pitcher. They're they're very good at kind of uh, messing that up. And uh, you know, getting a guy like Matt Joyce, Jed Lowry, Matt Olson. Those are three lefties that are, could definitely cause some problems. And on top of that, say they, they rolled a couple other lefties that I'm not thinking about off the top of my head. Uh, say they put in five lefties there, that could obviously hurt the upside a little. So, uh, And at that price, you obviously want all the upside. But again, guy I'm probably going to end up playing in my cash games and in tournaments, I could see an argument to obviously go down because if you want to pay up for bats. Trevor Cahill, he's not good, Bobby. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he's a guy that we can target here on this slate. Uh, surprising to see the Astros. I thought that they'd be a little bit of a higher – I thought they'd be at five. Really? uh I thought they'd be at a five run total right now. They're I only at
2: think. 4.85, which is kind of weird to see, right? It, it's higher to me than I thought it was going to be, actually.
1: Really? So you thought it was going to be higher. So you like Trevor Cahill a little bit then? Uh, uh, no, well,
2: no. I, not that I you like Tre-
1: him, but I think you're buying more him. I think you're, uh, sorry, I think you're buying him more on a long term basis then. Is that what you're kind of saying?
2: I mean, I don't think that he's as bad as people think. Like, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased. I played him in the last two times and. He was really good against the White Sox and really bad – or not really bad, really mediocre against uh, Texas. But I don't think he's, like, terrible. Anyway, I still think you can always stack Houston. And if they're going to be lost in the shuffle, like, I think they, they might be a little bit on this big slate. It just depends on ownership a little bit. Like, how where do we feel Houston's ownership is going to be at? I don't think I'm going to worry about it too much, but I also don't know if I want to prioritize it. Like if they're in credit, we think everybody's going to be less than 10%. I would jump on board, but I don't think it's going to be the case. So it's okay. I just don't think that it's, I'm probably going to be doing it tomorrow.
1: I I like the Astros. I mean, they just seem like they're hitting pretty good bats right now, and I think I'm gonna keep keep kind of riding it out until I get you know all those massive games coming. They're already up. Uh, they're already up a good amount right now, so I uh, can't complain about that. So already up five nothing. But uh, Astros are definitely gonna be a team that I target in tournaments. Think I like them You're against Kale, but I get your I get your arguments over there. Uh, fade the Oakland Athletics. Uh, no need to play them against Garrett Cole. That seems like a losing you know, strategy long term. Correct. Yes. Alright, let's go on to the next game. And we got the Chicago White Sox and the Kansas City Royals. And uh man, this seems like a game that we want to target. So we don't have a we don't have a Vegas total out yet, but I'm assuming it's gonna be high. It was a ten and a half today, and now we got Chris Volstead going up against Ian Kennedy. I believe that's correct. I know the White Sox have kind of been messing around with some things. Is that what you have on your end, Bobby?
2: Yeah, um that's what I've got over here, and I'm just taking a look. Like I think you can play Ian Kennedy and you can play the stack of the White Sox stack
1: like yeah I actually don't like I actually kind of agree with you on that uh I, I think you can get away with it because again righties against Chicago White Sox uh that's always a thing but man those White Sox offense are swinging pretty good vats right now and uh, I think their upside is crazy
2: yeah Ugh. their upside is huge the Royals bullpen is garbage Both these teams are so easy to pick on because like their bullpens are terrible. Their starting pitching is always questionable. So it's like an easy game stack. You have a relief pitcher pitching for the White Sox. You have Kennedy for the, you know, you can stack up this full game. And I think that's a really what, you know, probably a lot of people are going to do again like they're doing today. I don't think it's a bad idea. It's just their bullpens are really, really bad. We don't have a total on this game yet, but I'm going to guess it's going to be really high. And I think this is a, a game stack, and also I think you can take a shot on Kennedy. This White Sox offense is a boom bust offense, so i 'm going to take like if I want to get really creative and play kennedy and uh, and Gaussman together, like it can you 'll just have such a different lineup than anyone will have and I mean Kennedy put up thirty against Cleveland this year like it 's not like he doesn 't have some upside, so let 's you know the White Sox also can be horrible against anybody on a given day, so I think that they are like heating up. They are going to have some huge days, but they're going to have some 10 K days and I will take a shot on Ian Kennedy.
1: Yeah. I think you can do like the whole, like get overweight on both sides and call it a day. And I think you can obviously, obviously pull that off. Just make sure you're obviously not putting them on the same team against each other. But uh, I think you could pull that off and it would work. So uh, don't hate that. Uh, So. I have a problem with the Royals, Bobby. Like I've been talking about this for a little while with people. I mentioned it to to a couple of people, but if I told you, for instance, the Royals scored eight runs uh, tomorrow, right? But the White Sox scored five runs. Wouldn't you want the White Sox five runs rather than the Royals eight runs? Because the Royals runs are not created equal compared to the White Sox, right? Like I just hate playing this team because they don't seem like they get uh, the home run points that really win you tournaments. So even though a guy like Volstead seems like a great guy to target, I don't know. It's like maybe just take like a Mustakas as a one-off or a Perez or maybe a Duda as a value, but I just don't want to stack them up. What do you think about the Royals?
2: Yeah, I'm okay with stacking them. up, Actually, I I, I don't oh, agree here. I like them. I I get it. Like I I get this. The ballpark is not ideal too. Um, and they're, they're not as much pop as the White's. But why not just stack the game? Like if you, you stack this whole game, it makes perfect sense. Like, um. It's it's not, it's you know, where the production is mostly going to come from, Merrifield and Mustakas, most of the time. I love the idea of playing both those guys. You can play Merrifield and Moncada in the same lineups if you do want to game stack this because Merrifield's got outfield eligibility. Excuse me. And you can play, I mean, I love the, I don't know, I I think that the Mustakas, Merrifield, even Duda, if you want to, if you're not, you know, using the White Sox on the other side and not playing a Breu. Uh, I they're, just, they're cheap, and there's still upside. I, I'm just going to bet on the long term that they're going to be okay. Um, I may, maybe I wouldn't play anybody else, really, other than those three. But I think Soler would be probably the other one I would consider. But you're right. They're not a great power-hitting team. But this is a really good spot to attack. And they could, they, they're going to have days where they hit. Like, I know they've let people down lately, but it's just – I don't know. I, I believe in as I believe in Merrifield, and I believe in Duda as hitters overall. So I like those three, and uh, I don't mind throwing Solaire in as a stack. And I just really want to pick on the White Sox all year long. They're starting pitching and their bullpen.
1: I, I get your points on this game. Uh, you, you'll sum me on the White Sox. Uh, maybe it's just have been good to me recently, but the Royals, I'm, I'm not getting behind yet. But uh, we'll see. I just think maybe a couple guys one offs here and there, like. Uh, Like I said, I like Mustakis and uh, Perez, but I get it. Uh, They're probably – we don't have the total yet, Bobby, but I'm guessing it's going to be high. I'm I'm sure it's going to be. So Uh, let's go to the last game of the slate. Uh, We got the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. We got Zach Davies against Tyler Chatwood, and uh, I I don't have information on the wind yet. Uh, That's obviously something that's going to matter. We don't have a Vegas total. So uh, I guess before we mention this game, Bobby, we can simply say, like, if the wind is blowing out, like, probably load up on this game for sure and if the wind is blowing in the pitchers become more intriguing and that's something just to like kind of say uh, before we start talking Mm -hmm. about the analysis but what do you think of uh chatwood and davies here to start things off
2: yeah um chatwood has been a little better than people than his numbers would indicate i should say like this year like he actually has been pretty good um i'm still probably not going to play either of these guys realistically i don't there's some K's in that (laughs) cubs lineup um i don't know I'm, i'm not I don't know how I feel yet about this. I guess this does depend a little bit on the weather. Uh, I don't feel like overwhelmingly interested in either side to be in the hitters or pitching
1: yeah I really think the weather is gonna matter like a ton here in this spot uh, I really do it's something that's going to be pretty important to see uh, just some BVP on this one because I knew that I knew there was BVP here you know right when you, when you do oh, baseball yes. long enough you know that there are certain ones that are there uh Chris Bryant was one of them thirteen for thirty against Zach Davies I mean that's pretty extreme uh it's 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 interesting uh so yeah. uh, only two home runs but still like uh, very extreme there and i'm re- I'm kind of hoping like I feel like this is this is a good slate, but I feel like I haven't found that offense that I'm like married to yet. But I really like I'm hoping the wind's blown out in this game. Only problem is a lot of guys might be on it, but I feel like this uh this Cubs offense could be interesting. We haven't I feel like we haven't had like the you know, the big Cubs like streak coming yet. And I don't know, I'm hoping the wind's blown out here so maybe I can get on them a little bit. Uh, Either way, I think Davies, he's not a guy that I'm a big fan of. I like the Cubs offense a little bit. I think they're going to be an interesting uh, tournament stack that you can do. But, uh, again, yeah, I need to see the weather on this game. It's going to be pretty important. I know it was blowing in extreme today, uh, and that was obviously great for Quintana, and he had a massive game because the Brewers obviously boom bust, and that could be great for Chatwood, right? Brewers, uh, they have bats that uh, they can either hit him out of the park or they can struggle a ton. So uh, I think Chatwood could be more intriguing if the wind is blowing in. Uh, but if it's blown out too, right, then on the opposite side, what about those Brewers' home run bats? Because they can obviously swing the bat and uh, hit it pretty far, wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah, but uh, Chatwood isn't, like, terrible. Like, I think he's decent. So I'm not going to, like, go crazy with the-, the Brewers unless the wind is blowing out. Like, then if it's just blowing crazy out, that's different. But I just wanted to mention, like, it's kind of interesting, this game. I'm, I was thinking about Javier Baez as, like, a great player. Just play him every day. The guy's running like crazy this year. He's got power. Like, but second base has become the second best position.
1: <laughs> second is strong, man. Like second it's has been a really strong this year. Like it's it, loaded. Yeah, Sorry. like I mean Al- Al- Altuve at the top. I mean, he- he's incredible. Moncada, he's been good by his dozier. Albies, Albies, who's like so, Jen Lowry, uh, just doubles Lowry, uh, as I like to call him. You got Robbie Cano, so I mean, it's a pretty loaded position. Uh, Matt Carpenter, you can roster at second base for really cheap. So you're right. Uh, second base is more loaded than uh, you would think. Even Kipnis, right? He's at the bottom here at 3,100, which is weird to see for a guy like Kipnis. So, yeah, you're right about that. Second is pretty uh, pretty loaded on this slate. Uh, but that about wraps it up, Bobby. Anything else on this game or you want to go on to the stack of the day?
2: No, let's, uh, let's talk about stacks, I guess.
1: All right. So I'll start it off, Bobby, with my favorite stack of the day. And, uh, I think if I'm, you know, playing tournaments and only playing one team, I'm going to end up going with the Philly stack, uh, I like how they're kind of off the board. Uh, they're not, you know, that run totals not like over five, and everyone's like, "Oh man, I got to load up on them." Like the Blue Jays and the Twins, I still think those are good stacks, right? Not, not, not hating on those stacks at all. They're guys that people be all over, but uh, I think we both like this Phillies offense, and I like the upside here in this ballpark too. It's a, it's a bandbox; you can smack the ball out of it, and uh, I think McCarthy could have some trouble. So uh, I like this Philly stack. They're in my stack, but they all load up on those lefties that are in there, like Santana, who's cheap Herrera. Uh, depending on what they put in nick williams which i hope they finally do get says cesar hernandez in there because of the upside that he has with the running against him and then never forget uh reese hoskins the goat right so i love the philly stack today what about you bobby
2: yeah uh i like the philly stack as well but i'm not they're not my favorite i i think i would take the twins and indians as my what i like about the twins and indians too is well depending on how you do it there's a lot of different ways you could stack them and you could stack them together even like i I think those two teams are both going to have big days so i really like that that's probably where I'll focus. And you know, you mentioned with the white Sox with their power, the Indians are interesting because they, their guys all have the same kind of like crazy power, but they also hit a bunch of singles too. (laughs) Like they, they've got just a massive, like I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland goes out and scores like nine runs. And I don't think people are going to play them that much tomorrow.
1: You know, Bobby, uh, you're you you're 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 pretty uh, sharp on what you've been doing so far to start out the year. You've been winning a bunch of money, so I might make a, just a Cleveland and Twin stack. Uh, and then the more I look at it and think about it, like I said, I don't know why Sano is out today, but if Sano out again, like it seems like I can skip Kipnis, who's been really bad, and throw in Dozier at second base, and mm-hmm. then I can put in Lindor, who again I, the shortstops on the Twins, I think they're fine, but I'm not in sure. love with. And then like I can get Jose Ramirez at, at third mm-hmm. base. You can skip Joe Mauer right and Logan Morrison who are paying and put in Edwin so I kind of like this idea uh with the Indians twins I think I'm gonna end up put one in there and then seeing what pitchers I can pull off
2: so Jan Gomes by the way could be the catcher on your stack there like I, I like Jan Gomes versus lefties
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he hit one today, too. So, uh, yeah, maybe nice. heating up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, and I guess when it gets to lefty, we might get, like, the cheap Brandon Geyer and the Rajay Davis tomorrow. So, again, it's Sundays, right? Sundays are always interesting because you get, like, the random uh, really cheap guys. And I think that will obviously make cash games interesting, maybe possibly being able to do the double pay up at pitcher in your cash games. So, so we'll have to see what the lineup shake up with because, again, Sundays there's always a lot of value. Uh, it may not be out now, but it'll be there. So uh, stay tuned for those lineups, guys. Uh, any final thoughts on this slate, Bob, or you want to get on out
2: of here? No, I think that's uh, pretty much it. Should be a fun slate, and uh, good luck to everyone out there. I'm glad to be back on the show. All
1: right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks a lot. If you guys uh, ever have any questions on Twitter or want to give us a follow on Twitter, uh, follow me at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S M A N G O N E. What about you, Bobby? It's just
2: Bobby Fi, correct? Yeah, Bobby. B O B B Y F I. All
1: right. Give us a follow there if you ever want to chat with us. We're always there on the Twitter machine. So, again, thanks a lot for joining me and Bobby Fi. We'll be back next weekend talking some more MLDFS. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy the MLB season, and we are out of here.